Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. We did not do an intro because, I don't know, I just didn't feel like it. Doesn't feel right. This is okay. a, the start of a new season, new team. Well, that's what it's... the intro says. <laughs> I just didn't feel like it. Like, okay. It doesn't feel right. Just not in the mood. All right. The 2022 season is in the books. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Well, I I was rooting against both of them. I'm like Christian McCaffrey. They were like, who do you want to win? And he was like, nobody. Neither team. That's how I felt. Yes, that's exactly how I felt. I had a friend of mine text me last night. He was like, go Chiefs. And I was like, is there any way they can both lose? <laughs> I know. Let it be a tie. <laughs> normally, I root for the NFC team because it's NFC. Yeah. I, I normally do. But just don't like the Eagles. You can't. My favorite part, though, was that they had the Hall of Fame finalists at the game. So Rondé was there. Oh, that was so. cool. Yeah. That's a little, like, jab there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and it's really the Eagles fans that does it for me. They're just, every single one I know is kind of obnoxious. Uh, they were rioting last night, apparently, or nah. whatever. You know, what they do after a win, a loss, whatever, <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> um, like France. All right. France exactly. riots all the time. Yeah. Yeah, about the... The Super Bowl. I don't know. You said, tell tell us your thoughts on it. Oh, you know, everyone, like a lot of people were like, oh, that was the most exciting Super Bowl I've seen, which I just, I don't know. To me, it was not. To me, it was very boring. Um, where was the defense? I know. I, Eagles are supposed to have the number one defense. I didn't see it. They let their opponent put up 38 points. I mean, oh, you can't say. I don't know. I just, and I don't know. Why did everyone think that it was exciting? Is it because of the, I think because of the score probably. Mm. And there were some big plays. So yeah. I'm thinking that might have been it. But to me, that was not, it, it was not entertaining to me. I mean, it was just a shootout. It was, you know. One would drive down the field, score, the next one, you know, just no defense whatsoever. So uh, I I was not impressed. And I think, too, because, like, I was mad about both the teams that were there. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the Bengals 49ers. So it was, I don't know. I mean, and it just kind of goes with the theme of the season, which has been kind of indifference. For me, mm -hmm. yeah. that's been my football yeah. experience. Yeah, and I wonder if my whole perspective on this season is clouded by the way the Bucks performed. Because it does, mm -hmm. it feels like the way the Bucks performed is how the whole NFL season went for everybody. You know, mm -hmm. I felt like, I mean, look at look at the teams that just didn't do, the you know, the Raiders, the Colts, the, the Rams, Rams. Mm -hmm. the Buccaneers. I mean, there's a whole list of them that were supposed to do really good. The Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos. Just, and just didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. It's a very blah year. And just an odd year, too. Like yeah. all these powerhouse teams, kind of like ours, like stacked with talent. And you had Green Bay, who's consistently Green Bay's been one, yeah. good yeah. for the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. Did they make, they didn't even make the playoffs, right? No. But Minnesota Vikings did, and they suck. Yeah. I, I don't know how they made it. It's just an odd NFL season. Very, I'm very kind strange. of 
Uh, and like for me, the Super Bowl kind of um, uh, I can't think of the word the baby brain. Um, it's called old age. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, just kind of encapsulated the whole season where you had this game that was back and forth, and and it really was kind of based on the skill of the teams, you know. And then it was decided on a penalty. Oh, gosh. So that kind of, I was like, yeah, okay. If, yeah. if mm-hmm. I had to name one thing that would kind of encapsulate the 2023 NFL season, that was it. Yes. Yes, it was such a horrible, horrible call. And again, like, it just gives uh, ammo to the people who are like, oh, it's scripted. Yeah, oh, gosh, I saw so many people say, and I people mean, who were, who, who were like anti that conspiracy theory stuff were saying last night on Twitter, they're like, hey, man, you know, I'm starting to rethink my position on this because mm-hmm. it did seem, for one, the press absolutely has a fetish with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what it is. It's weird. Yeah, that's what that's the only reason why I didn't want them to win, because to be honest with you, I don't want to hear them talking about how Patrick Mahomes is the next coming of Jesus for the next year. You know, which is what's gonna happen. You think I'm joking. You think I'm joking. The Atlantic or the Athletic. I'm not <laughs> sure which one it was. I know. Probably the the Athletic. Uh said it was the Athletic, yes. Said Talking about the penalty and how horrible it was. And they said, we should be talking about Patrick Mahomes, who became the first player to win MVP in the Super Bowl in the same season since 1999. I actually heard somebody refer to it this century, uh-huh. which makes you think 100 years. But no, it was 1999. And he, then he goes on to say, he did it on a bum ankle, too. That's superhero stuff. Oh, my God. Superhero. more. What? An ankle. We're, in the ele- ankle. we're elevating this guy to his superhero status. Well, they did the same thing when we beat his ass in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They did the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. It was offensive it line. It was the offensive line. Yeah. And then he was hurt because mm. we were just beating the crap out of him the right, whole right. game. Yes. But they have this fascination it's with weird. him. It's weird. I was kind of upset that he got MVP uh, because that is MVP is designated through the press. They're the mm-hmm. ones who decide the MVP. So you just knew it was going to be mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Mahomes. And don't get me wrong. I really like Patrick Mahomes. I like him as a person. Uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of his style of play. I just don't mm-hmm. like that mess. I think it's... It's bastardizing the game oh and gosh. the position. Yes. We're going to do a video on this called the Mahomes effect and how it just ruined uh, Matt Ryan, I think. Mm-hmm. But all these quarterbacks feel, and, and Garoppolo... Uh, all these quarterbacks feel like they have to play like Patrick Mahomes now to get that attention, mm-hmm. you know. And it's uh, it's it's just going to get worse, you know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has got a unique skill set. He's able to do things that other players can't do. But a lot, you know, they act like he's a magician out there. We we heard that reference That's what they call it. Well, Chris Godwin called him that on the sideline in one mic'd up that we watched. Yeah. I can't uh, remember when. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, he's got athletic ability. But, again, you know, we talk about privilege. You know, that's a big thing in society and privilege. He's very privileged. You know, he come from a, 
uh, his dad was a professional baseball player, you know, so mm-hmm. he had a a leg up on most people, and his dad worked with him and trained him and all that good stuff. So, you know, he he's grown up as a elite athlete, mm-hmm. and he had all the benefits that go along with that. It's it's I, I think I can't remember who it was author Talib I think said that the number one way the one, number one predictor for uh, success or getting into the sports world is having a relative who has previously been in the sports mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. So. and that makes sense too if you look at the class that's coming I mean they all have there's a lot that have famous relatives or relatives that were in this, you know, Michael Irvin's mm-hmm. kid. Um, gosh. Uh, Michael Pittman. Michael, that's who I was thinking. Of. I mean, there's just a whole slew of them that yeah. um, have made it in the NFL here lately. Doesn't it feel weird to watch players that you Yes, the watch? Pittman one really is crazy. Cause I'm like, <laughs> he was just our running back. He's like got a son now. He's <laughs> right. been in the NFL for like three years. I know. Crazy. Um, but in like Pat Mahomes, like he's undersized for the position. I mean, there's no way if he didn't have a father that was familiar with how sports work. Mm-hmm. I think it's you know, it's it's the curse of now. It's just that you. It's hard to break into that field. It's really hard to get into it. So when you have connections or you know what it takes to get into a professional sports league, mm-hmm. so. You know, if Pat Mahomes didn't have that, I mean, based on just his play and his size, there's no way he would have gotten drafted by an NFL team or even, especially like started for one. Mm -hmm. So, and and let's not act like, you know, he was a first round draft pick either. You know, he wasn't. You know, nobody. I don't think anybody really saw him as being this superhero player. Mm -hmm. You know that he's become. In the eyes of the media, I think a large part of his success, a large part of it, and I'd love to see this, just like we saw with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You know, I think we saw there who was the the reason for their success. It was Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, okay, right, which surprised me. Uh, but uh, Patrick Mahomes has got to give a lot of credit to two people: Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I think without those two, he would be pedestrian. He'd- Isn't it funny that Tom Brady too had? A head coach in Bill Belichick and then Gronk as a security blanket on the field. Yeah. But he didn't get Gronk till late into his career. And uh, Yeah, but he always had tight ends, didn't he? Like Aaron mm-hmm. Hernandez. Um, I don't know. Okay. I'll take your word for it. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes, while, you know, I, I, I like the guy. I think he's way, way, way overhyped. They talked about how he's the first – uh, or no, he's one of five or six players that have won the Super Bowl before the age of 28. He's won multiple Super Bowls before the age of 28. Of course, they, they never mentioned the fact that he just got beat what, two years ago mm-hmm. by us. Mm-hmm. You know, they just said, oh, he won two Super Bowls. He's been three times. And, and you know, they've won AFC championships back to back for years now. And it's certainly a feat to get there to begin with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the guy sucks or anything, right? But I think he's getting way too much credit for, mm-hmm. you know, football's a team sport. But so, so anyhow, uh, the number one quarterback who won multiple Super Bowls before the age of 28 is, of course, Tom Brady. He had three. 
Okay. He's a one, one Super well, Bowl. Well, how old is Pat Mahomes? Because he's still got time to I, beat that. I think he'll be 28 next year. No way. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, no, he might be because... He's been with yeah, Kansas cause for he won. six years. What? Yeah. That feels... That's so weird. Well, it's, he's only played for five. He start. He didn't start the first year. Right. He was behind Alex Smith. Um, Which, again, you know, that so, just shows how good Andy Reid is. He's done this with multiple quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but he couldn't get it done in Philly. He got one Super Bowl there. He did? Yeah. Okay. Uh he took him to the playoffs all the damn time. Gosh, like football time is so weird. Like how fast it goes. That Pat Mahomes is has been in the league for six years. Um, uh, it's just crazy. It, crazy. it still feels like he's like a, yeah. a young guy, but he's technically a vet, right? Yeah. Uh, he's 27 years, 149 days old. Mm. So he'll be 28. Oh, yeah. So he can't but, make yeah, it. He can't make okay. it. So Tom Brady still holds that title. Gosh, he does have like a baby face, though. He does. He looks so young. <laughs> that whippersnapper. <laughs> Are uh, you? Am I old? Is that what yeah. it is? You're getting there. So the 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 whole Patrick Mahomes thing, and, and another thing, you know, he's he's very reliant on his legs. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's an athletic guy. Those guys just don't last. Yeah. I mean, there's no, you're never going to see a twenty year playing running quarterback like you did with Tom Brady. It's just never going to happen. You can't. And look at the ones who have made it, you know, past 35, 40. It's these pocket passers. Yes. Matt Ryan. you got to be. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, at what point, though, if Pat Mahomes is still successful, do we go, okay, he's like, he's elite. He's, he's got to do it for 20-some years, <laughs> and he's got to win seven Super Bowls. Okay. I mean, seriously, you got to. I just have to, like, check my a benchmark. own. benchmark. Yeah, I just have to, like, check my own biases sometimes because yeah. I don't like that style. I'm just not a fan of that style. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you can do it long term. 27, though, I mean, that's a pretty good... He's still starting, mm-hmm. which is more than we can say for a lot of these guys. That's true. But that's also true for pocket passers, too. I think it's just the nature of the quarterback position. So, you know, I don't know. Let's check back in another five years, see how he's doing. <laughs> then we'll maybe we'll eat Ooh. some crow. We'll put a pin in that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing I see with him is, you know, he's not that accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... When he makes mistakes, everybody just glosses over him. And he, he makes quite a few mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not good decisions. And he's really, really, really reliant on Travis Kelsey. When mm-hmm. he does these broken play things, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's... It's Kelsey a lot of times yeah, just improvising. It's 80% Travis Kelsey there. So it's going to be interesting to see how long Andy Reid stays around, how long James Kelsey mm-hmm. stay. How long the team can stay together, and if Patrick Mahomes can continue to have success without those two, mm-hmm. I don't think he can. But what do I know? So, what do we think about the Eagles? Well, I've never. I wasn't impressed with them all year long. I don't know what the yeah. deal was with them. I think the NFC, for one, was just weak. I mean, but their division was competitive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had. Well, who'd they play in the AFC South? Because. The I don't know. Kansas City, their division played our division. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so that helped them. Yeah. 
I don't know who they played. I want to say the North, AFC North, Baltimore. Don't I don't know. It's a good question. Well, I <clears throat> I was never impressed with Philadelphia all year long, and you know it's just kind of. I was kind of dumbstruck that they were as good as that they had as good a record as mm-hmm. they did, and even in this game, you know, I was watching them. I was just like, I don't know, just not, just nothing there that's impressive to me. The one thing I do like about Kansas City is they're extremely innovative on their offense. You know, and they they have play designs every week that you've never seen before, and they're always trying weird stuff, yeah, and tricky stuff, and it makes it fun. It makes it fun for the players. It makes it fun for the fans. You know, and that's – I really like that stuff. That's one of the reasons why I want Cliff Kingsbury, because he's of that mindset. So is Michael Floor. And it's going to be extremely pervasive in the NFL. Mm. You know, it's a copycat league. You know, RPOs are now just spreading all throughout the league. And it's it's going to be the new norm mm-hmm. here. If you, I mean, both teams, Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, are both heavily reliant on RPOs. But, uh, you know, this whole – a bunch of trick plays all the dang time mm-hmm. is going to be, you know, is going to infiltrate all throughout the league. It, it has a lot now, but it's going to become the dominant thing, kind of like, you know, the West Coast offense did for its term and all that good stuff. So uh, you didn't see that with the, the Eagles. You know, they're really just a, we're just going to pick up five, six yards running every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of their thing. Yeah. You know, and if we need a first down, maybe we'll throw for six or seven. <laughs> you know, what was, I mean, can, can their quarterback throw deep? I don't know. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I've seen him hit A.J. Brown on. And I really, know, Ralph? Yeah. A.J. <laughs> Brown for, you know, quasi-deep throws, but I can't remember really call seeing, like, deep passes. Well, and they threw a Hail Mary at the end. That's what I'm saying. And, and it, it went flopped. What short, was way short. Did did he get hit? Did he just not, was he not able to step up? Or was I don't that see there? how he could have gotten hit. They only rushed two. <laughs> I, I mean, everyone knew what it was going to be. And even his own guys were like 15 yards from where he threw it. I don't know. Um. I mean, I like Jalen Hurts too. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Um, how long has he been in the league? Three years. Two, three, Two, three. years. Okay, just checking. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know the head coach had only been there too, so that's impressive that they got that far. Yeah, we beat the mess out of them last year in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. God, last year was our year. Ugh, so sad. Not not last year, not 2022, but 2021. 2022 should have been, whatever. Uh, let me see. The NFC East played, let me see, the Titans, the Colts. The oh, they Texans. did play the South. Yeah, so. Yeah, you were You know, right. that helps. Yeah. You know, when you play the division with three of the worst teams in the league, that's going to help. So, yeah, not impressed by Philadelphia. I wasn't impressed with them last night. You know, just I haven't been impressed with them all season. But then again, I've never really dived deep into the Eagles because we didn't play them this year. Mm-hmm. So I ain't got time for all that mess. Yeah. Uh, but that – you're exactly right. That Super Bowl summed up this year, you know, that it was this back-and-forth game. There was hardly any defense, it seemed like. 
And then it was really decided by a really crappy call by the refs. I mean, they didn't call hardly any penalties all game long. And then they called that penalty. Yeah. And, you know, people are griping back and forth about, well, you know, technically it was a holding. And then the it was Bradbury after the game said, yeah, I held him, but I was hoping <laughs> they wouldn't catch him and everything. But, you know, you're like, it's the Super Bowl. And that was a very defining play. Mm-hmm. They have to be more judicious in – in games like that. And well, normally they are, and especially like in the playoffs too. The playoffs, they normally let them play. Mm-hmm. That was not the case this year. Not, well, not uh, during, during the championship games. Mm-hmm. You know, the AFC and NFC games, they just, I don't they threw that policy out the window. Mm-hmm. And in this game, you know, it was like they were doing, they were letting the guys play up until that point. And then you're like, wait a minute, that's, you're not, calling this the majority of the time. Why are you calling it now? Mm-hmm. You know, and it really handed the win to Kansas City. It was really crappy. I, it was sad because you were looking at, oh, man, we might have a chance for the Eagles to come back mm-hmm. and tie the game up, you know, with last minutes. You know, you want to see that type of stuff. But that the game just ended in a complete fizzle. Yeah, yeah. It was like. Very anticlimactic. Very. I felt like. Very. And I'm going to say this for all the Shiano haters out there. Greg Shiano would have blown up those damn delayed kneel downs. They they ran off close to 10 seconds of the clock Mm -hmm. because Mahomes would get the ball. uh, They'd hike it and he'd stand there. And, you know, he'd run off three, four seconds, but and then he'd kneel down. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I don't know why everybody got so upset about Greg Shiano and that stuff. Well, they did because the media told them to. But, mm-hmm. the, you know, that's why you do it. Yeah. So they can't do crap like that. That wouldn't – Greg Shiano would have blown up the offensive line and, you know, made the guy have to kneel. And it would have saved, you know, six, ten seconds on the clock for the mm-hmm. Eagles. And they mm-hmm. might would have been able to do something at the end yeah. instead of that – crappy Hail Mary. Right, they could have had a receiver in Jalen Hurts' range, so then they could have <laughs> caught it there, stopped the clock, had them, let him get two passes. Maybe he can get it down the field. But yeah, I, you know, I, I'm i sitting there watching it, and they hike the ball, and nobody on the Eagles rushes, you know, and the, the, the Kansas City offensive linemen are standing there, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is standing there, and I'm just... I see that too much in football. I've seen it with our team where teams just quit. They go, ah, well, we're not going to win this. So we'll yeah. the fo- you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So play to the whistle. Especially in the Super Bowl. Especially in the Super Bowl. Uh, well, okay, so. Oh, wait wait a minute. Before we go yeah. any further, uh, speaking of Craig Schiano, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, mm-hmm. running back for the Kansas City Chiefs who yeah. played lights out. Shiano, man. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Didn't know that, Imagine did Imagine that. Yeah. Um, Graduated from Rutgers under Greg Shannon. Now that we've crapped all over the Super Bowl, <laughs> there was the punt return almost for a touchdown. It was the longest punt, re- punt return in a Super Bowl. It looked to me like what has been happening with the Buccaneers this year, where there was a confusion on which side of the ball, which side the punter was going to kick the ball. It looked like the Eagles thought it was going kick left, and he kicked it right. Whoops. 
Yeah, so <laughs> they all started going left, and then you saw them coming right. Yeah, and, and it was too late. Yeah, they were all in this weird, like, vertical line, and uh, the uh, Kansas City guy was able to get pat get get around that line, and then he just had a straight open shot going down the rest of the field. So, uh, you know, that was a bad special teams play. I didn't see Kansas City did anything special there. It was a mistake. But then again, you know, Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball for that return for a touchdown. You know, that was an Eagles mistake. Mm-hmm. Kansas it, City didn't do anything there. They just picked they it up capitalized. And made it yeah, that's what you got to do, yeah. capitalize on mistakes. But football was more about mistakes than it is mm-hmm. about big plays. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, list of quarterbacks with multiple wins before the age of 28. You got Tom Brady with three, Terry Bradshaw with two, Troy Aikman with two, Ben Roethlisberger with two, and Patrick Mahomes with two. Now, if you notice, all of those were before the the rule changes before uh, Mm. protecting quarterbacks. I think they should have an asterisk behind every record in the rule book now because they changed the rules so damn much. And plus, you know, we got 18 games now instead of 17 Mm. and all that good stuff. Uh, so it, it just distorts everything. And it's it's kind of amazing to me that these teams, that these quarterbacks were able to do it back then. And we don't have more of it now. Yeah. Because quarterbacks are so protected. Can I just say, I think the league so bad wants or needs a replacement for Tom Brady. Although I feel like they've never wanted to acknowledge. Yeah what he is or what he's done for the sport. Yeah. I mean, even when we had games where, I mean, in the Super Bowl where we're playing against Pat Mahomes and all they can talk about is him, not Tom Brady. And it's like every single game this season. I mean, there would be mediocre quarterbacks that they're just circle jerky in the whole <laughs> game. And you're like, you have Tom Brady right there. Like, Talk about him, but I feel like the league has never wanted to do that. No. So many people hate him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I think well, Pat Mahomes, a lot of it is just the league trying to force him into that role, like make him be that next goat. Yes. Like it's easy. Yeah. Like it's just, oh, you can just, like, again, how so many people approach the game where you can just plug whoever in mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. into what position, doesn't matter. Yes, and, and one of the things we talked about quite a bit here is that Tom Brady's boring. You know, he's mm-hmm. boring in his personality. He's boring in his play. You know, and it's it's exciting when he like throws a mm-hmm. uh, laptop. You know, that's what everybody's <laughs> he like. Gets oh, some, like human emotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like a robot. Yes, you know, and it's hard to market a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is the exact opposite. You know, he's got Travis Kelsey, who's all fiery and, mm-hmm. you know, loves to get in front of the camera and act a fool. And then you got Patrick Mahomes and his, you know, you got this, his brother, the saga and his wife and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And then you got Patrick Mahomes dynamic play on yeah. the field. And, and he's likable. Like they can yeah. put him in commercials. Yeah. And, so he's like perfect for the yeah. marketing machine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to have to hear about Patrick Mahomes for the next few years. Ugh. I know. And, you know, it just sucks because it makes me not like him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm the same I don't want to watch him. I don't want to watch you here is The slobbering yeah. over him is just, a, it's way too much. Way too much. And when you've got quarterbacks, like, 
Like Joey Burrow. I don't, I don't like Burrow. I think Burrow is a really, really good quarterback. Uh, he looks like Macaulay Culkin to me. <laughs> uh, that's what I, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, there's Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I'm glad he found a new career path after Home Alone. Yes. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, he's he's a great quarterback. You know, I'm not a big fan of the running stuff, but uh, he's got more – he's a great pocket passer too. I think he's a, a quarterback that can adjust from going from a, a running athletic quarterback to a pocket passer as age starts to catch up with him. Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if he's going to be able to. He's just, he's just not as accurate and – his decision-making on the field is not as – he really relies on open receivers. Yeah. But uh, Lamar is dealing with injury issues. That, right. Like we talked about. And I don't like his attitude towards the team. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole, oh, I'm not going to play in the playoffs because I'm not getting the contracts I want or I'm injured, you know, whatever. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. You know, you want to be a superstar, make that money, I understand, but you got to have some team loyalty too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you on my team if you're going to be pissy, kind of like Kyler Murray. So I don't like him. Mm-hmm. This is the way you, yeah. Sidebar on that, did you know uh, Sean Payton did not want to take the Arizona Cardinals job because of Kyler Murray? Doesn't surprise me. I know. But he would with Russell Wilson. Although he was putting out <laughs> things to get Tom Brady and Rob Kronkowski to come there. And I saw on the broadcast last night for the Super Bowl, Sean Payton and Gronk were doing a segment on Fox together. Oh, my gosh. Just a little, like, back and forth. But I was like, don't you start talking to him. That's tampering or something. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Leave him alone. He's retired. Oh, no. Yeah, so, you know, Super Bowl, eh, I don't know. I know. I wasn't. I'm hoping next season I feel better about the NFL and mm. the team and all that. I don't. It's not looking promising, but maybe a little bit of time away. Yeah, will help. Yeah, it's a new year next year. They'll we'll come up with something to get us all worked. Up I do about. feel like this time of year it's like football fatigue. Yeah, it's like I need a little break. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, with the with the referee, and they got to do something. They got to do mm-hmm. something. But they're going to do the wrong thing. I know they are. They're going to do the. You know, a lot of people are saying we need to have full time referees, and I'm like, I don't know if that's the answer and everything. Right. What I know is the answer is cut out all these damn rules, man. Just get rid of some of them. They're no, they're going to make more. Rules. I know that's what they do. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's Probably like with software. Higher- Buggy software. You just keep adding software on top of yeah. buggy software. It's just right. They're probably going to hire another referee to supervise all the other referees. <laughs> yeah. Add more layers of bureaucracy. Yes, exactly. You know, so I don't know. And, and we need something, some some more transparency with the referees and how they're. You know, what what are the safeguards that we don't know they're not throwing games? It'd be real easy to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, they already have it in place for the players and the coaches, right? So, what do they got in place for the refs? We don't know. Yeah, don't know. Well, and Roger Goodell already—I mean, they asked him about that, and he was like, "I don't think there's a problem." Yeah, best coaching ever. Yeah, but don't know, man. I th- something's got to be done because it's a, when we played the Kansas City Chiefs this year, thirty-nine. I'm going to repeat that: thirty-nine uncalled penalties on the Chiefs. 39. That's a record. Never, that was the most I've ever categorized. It was way, but it, 
They probably would have beat us anyhow. They didn't mm-hmm. need to do all that. But uh, 34 uncalled holding penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, these refs have got to be more consistent and just it, things have to change because people are going to stop watching. Now, <clears throat> I want to talk about the uh, DeMar Hamlin, the DeMar Hamlin situation. Speaking of people stopping watching football, uh, I know of at least one person that's quitting fantasy football because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. What happened was they were they were playing to get into the championship in fantasy football, and they had two Buffalo Bill players. Yeah, they had two Buffalo Bill players. And it was in that Monday night game, and they canceled the game, and he didn't get any points, and he didn't make it. Into, and I, I don't blame the guy. I'd be pissed too. You know, you're like, I'm not even going to make it into the championship because of this stuff. And as we can see in hindsight, Demar Hamlin's fine. What if that would have happened during a Super Bowl, which we had that kind of the same incident? There was a, a safety that got hit by a running back in the chest, and the com the announcers kind of went to touch on it, and then they went, "No, no, no." They were like, "Wasn't that Pacheco?" Yeah, yeah. I think got hit. Ooh, that was a hit, too. And the ball was right here. And it, it looked like a rib thing to me. Yeah. But you just think about if if the same thing with Hamlin would have happened during the Super Bowl. Would they have canceled the Super Bowl, do you no. think? No. Exactly. You know, so it's this whole some things are better than the others. Some, you know, just this stratification of importance that is getting out of hand with things. Uh, a lot of people were upset about the the DeMar Hamlin thing in the sense that, you know, it really screwed up their fantasy football. I touched on it a little bit, but I, I didn't want to go into the DeMar Hamlin stuff because, of course, I'm a contrarian. And everybody is all, you know, oh, you know, we need to. You know. Well, I think hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, it's easy. Yeah, I thought he was dead. Yeah, I thought he died, too. Yeah. Based on the way that everyone reacted on the field. That's what where I was like, oh. Um and you know, I thought for sure he was dead. But then and then, you know, they said, "Oh, we did 9 minutes of CPR." Yeah, like, so then you're thinking about well, minimum he's going to have brain damage, crushed ribs uh-huh. and busted sternum, minimum, yeah. and probably brain damage, but then kind of find out he's fine. Yeah. So, very, he's in ICU strange. for a few days and then Right. But the issue I have with it is, well, I guess a number of things, but, you know, one, I didn't like, you know, I'm kind of old school. I don't, I don't think guys should be sitting around crying and stuff like that for every little thing. And when I saw them with DeMar Hamlin and all the players were just, I mean, bawling on the sidelines and out on the field, I thought he was dead. You know, I was like, that's, that's you know if you're crying out there, it better be because yeah. that guy's dead. Yeah, you know, and come to find out he wasn't, or maybe he was on the field and they revived. I don't know. This thing, I, we we don't really even know the story. It's all kind of weird. But you know, because of their reaction, the players' reaction, that's why everybody was like, cancel the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody would have just been you know kind of stoic, 
They would have they continued playing. Well, I think that the players kind of tied their hands. I think the players forced them yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was all the players. Play, because, you know, they were in the locker room. Well, before they go to the locker room, the broadcasters on the game said, oh, they're going to give them a five-minute, you know, warm-up period, and then we're going to play again. And then the teams went back to the locker rooms and – you know, the NFL had to walk that back later and, you know, and said, oh, we never said that. Mm-hmm. And then the, I think the I really think the players were like, we're not going out there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that kind of bothers me. You know, it's like, well, that's not setting a good precedent. Now, <clears throat> here's where I'm going to get into the nitty gritty. Incentives matter. I say this to the, to Molly all the time. We talk about it all the time. Incentives matter. You know, you do everything for a reason. And when you incentivize things, whether it be financially or status-wise or whatever, you're going to get more of that. You know, and when you, you di- disincentivize things through punishment or uh, uh, social banishment or whatever, you're going to get less of it. That's just how humans are. Damar Hamlin was an absolute nobody before this happened. Uh, I did a search on articles about him, and the only thing there was was he got kicked out of a game against the New England Patriots for hitting the uh, receiver in the head. You know, he got ejected from a game for unnecessary roughness. Uh, Before that, there was a couple of articles on uh, Bill's fan sites saying, well, we hope this rookie can do something. You know, other than that, the guy's nobody. Nobody had heard of him before this. Mm-mm. You know, I, I, I bet most Bills fans didn't really even know who he was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of a sudden he goes from being, you know, a, 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 a toss-away player on a team that nobody's ever heard of to now a nationally recognized figure. He's gotten $10 million. So he had this GoFundMe that he's had for two years, two and a half years since he was uh, drafted in the league. And he had a goal of like $2,500. He didn't get that $2,500 until like two years into his thing. I mean, it's just, he he went from not being able to get a few thousand dollars for his charity to getting $10 million for his charity. Okay. He's gotten all these accolades He's hanging around with celebrities now. He's uh, He got the Alan Watts Man of the Year Awards. Now, the Alan Watts Man of the Year Award is given to uh, one player. It's kind of like the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, but this one is given out through the NFL Players Association. In order to get it, you have to win it during the week. Every week they give out a... Uh, Man of the Year Award. It's called the Community MVP Award. And they give it out. Devin White has gotten it once every year he's been in the league. And then at the end of the year, the NFLPA gets together and they decide from the pool of 18 guys who won it throughout the year, which one they're going to give the Alan Watts uh, Man of the Year Award to. Well, DeMar Hamlin didn't win it during the year. He won it in week 18 when he was in the ICU. And he had done absolutely nothing for his charity. Like I said, it was, you know, he hadn't raised any money for Mm -hmm. this thing. And 
they gave it to him because of the the hit and because you know it was a na- he's a, now a national figure and everybody wants to act like you know he's the champion of this wellness and safety or whatever and they give it to him in week 18 and then he wins it for the year you know so this guy goes from being a nobody to being a national figure, getting millions of dollars, getting to sit with Roger Goodell in the Super Bowl, hang out with LeBron James. Uh, he, he's getting awards everywhere. Uh, he's got national recognition. He got a standing ovation at this Alan Watts award ceremony, at the NFL Honors Award Ceremony where they hand out all this mm-hmm. stuff. He got a standing ovation for the whole time that he was on stage. And behind him was at least 30 people who were medical personnel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which they did on the the Super Bowl thing, too. They had all the medical people. And you got to say to yourself, that's a huge incentive, man. I mean, we're going to see more of this. Mm -hmm. We're going to see more of guys laying on the field and being, oh, I'm dying or whatever. Guys might even take drugs to stop their heart. You think I'm joking? You think so? These guys go these know. guys take drugs, testosterone and anything they can get their hands on to improve their game so that they can get fame and fortune. Mm. Now you tell me they're not going to do stuff like that? You know some nobody who has no chance of getting you know celebrity status through football barely makes the team. You think he's not going to think about mm. this? Mm. You know? I can see that. Yes, I mean it's probably not going to work out that way, but we're definitely going to say so we've incentivized this whole injury mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and the well, worse you can be, the better. Probably if you can bleed, that'll probably be even more money for you and attention and stuff. So, I mean, we've talked about the injury issue in the NFL before, you know, about Small issues, keeping guys out of games we, that th- 20 was, years ago you never would have dreamed of. No, there were over 100 players that were held out of games last year because of concussion rulings. Yeah. Over 100. Yeah. That's, so it does that's seem like football teams. This is like the natural progression of that. Yeah. Right. Policy. And, and then you, you, we got the whole thing with the uh, 49ers where. Mm-hmm. Josh Johnson comes in and somebody, you know, after he hit his head on the grass, somebody called him out of the game and then somebody else said he couldn't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Coach had no idea what was going on. And to this day, we still don't know who did it. We probably never will. And we won't know. And what? I mean, did he have a concussion? Right. What? I mean, is he still, is he fine now? Is he, I don't know. Right. Because they didn't move on. We never got another injury report. Right. So, don't know, man. I th- I think we're heading down a bad path with all this stuff. You know, the horrible officiating, the uh, Patrick Mahomes effect on quarterback play, the you know this whole safety first, you know, where we're pulling guys out of games with no reason that we anybody can tell, and just saying he can't play anymore. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and now we've we've really heavily incentivized getting injured on the field. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know, man. I think we're heading in a bad direction. So, Oh, and then there's the whole gambling aspect. Right. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about some Buccaneer stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. What you Buccan- got? Buccaneers have 
We have interviewed a lot of people for offensive coordinator position. I think eight now. And we've had a few come back for second interviews. Mm-hmm. A tight ends coach for the Chargers? Is that, is that one of I, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know most of these people. I know. And I can't keep up with it. <laughs> That's, that's what we're here for. I know. Well, I mean, I, I throw it in my my notes folder, and then I'm like, you know, days later, they're like, oh, they took this job, or they're saying, like, mm-hmm. we had the Cincinnati guy, Dan Pitcher, uh, come. So the last podcast we had talked about, we had an interview with him since he extended him so he wouldn't leave, so that was probably going nowhere. Well, then after that, we got a second interview with him. So it was apparently still on the table. And then now he's apparently staying with Cincy. So it didn't work out. Um, It's the Rams assistant head coach we had a second interview with. And then he was going to go to Carolina to interview for their offensive coordinator position. So uh, we've had... A number of these interviews. Yeah. What is going on? It used to be, you know, that you wanted, you didn't want to be looking for a coach in February. I know. Especially midway through the month because you're not going to get any, you know, you're not going to get a good, a good one or who you want. Yeah. You know, there's the old adage of never quit your job until you have another one lined up. Mm-hmm. I I kind of feel like, you know, they, they fired Leftwich. And they didn't have a clue who they want. Mm, that's know? true. I mean, it's just kind of weird to yeah. me. I'm like, why would... I don't know. I mean, at least have an idea. Yeah. But I, think, I mean, they're, they're going with all these different guys that, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to their their thinking here. I, but then again, it is the Glazers and they like to do weird stuff and be all but shady. is it the Glazers or is it... Todd Bowles. Right. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And maybe there's something to be said for being a little more selective or, but is it us? Is it we are interviewing all these people and, and they don't want to come wanna, coach here? There's not, it, it's not a real big, uh, lot, not a lot of incentive to come to the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. You, you got a coach who could be a lame duck coach. You know, he could be on the hot seat. Uh, you don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, you do know it's not going to be Tom Brady now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and plus you've got a defensive-minded coach who is, you know, from what we saw with Byron Leftwich, he's he's going to want to dictate how you run your offense. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not very appealing. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like I said, I could see somebody like a tight ends coach from the Chargers coming and wanting it because it's a step up. Something to add to their resume. Right. And you kind of put up with whatever. Yeah. Try to get, that, yeah, get on that next rung. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, but I, we're not going to get, you know, the the high high premium guys. No. And again, like, what is our quarterback situation? Yeah, we don't even know. That's the biggest question. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, the major pieces on offense, you know, like running back, that room is pretty much that. Um, I mean, we could upgrade maybe, but. Probably not. Um, offensive line. Did you say running back? Yeah. I think we're I'm getting saying... rid of Fournette. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Too much cap. Oh. Um, we could save money getting rid of. We got to get rid of a lot of people. 
Mm. A lot of people. The Cameron Brait probably gone. Yeah, uh, Brait. I think will leave. Russell Gage, uh, Goldston maybe. Hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't know if. I mean, his contract's up, but I, I don't know if we'll resign him. You know, he's going to huh. want too much money. Okay, you're depressing me. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, Levante David, I'm worried about him. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're we're like we're over fifty million dollars over the cap. Mm-hmm. Thirty five of that we're going to have to eat. And they kind of want to get the books in order mm-hmm. this year because we have uncharacteristically pushed it down the road, which they don't normally do. We did for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to get that taken care of. They don't want to have to keep doing that. Right. Yeah, so I think we're going to lose a lot of a lot of people. Interesting. Because I was going to say, like, our offense is pretty much set besides the quarterback position. But is it? I don't know. No. We'll have to take a deeper look at that. Whew. <laughs> now I'm even, like, more apathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to care. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna suck with our wide receivers. I think besides Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, we ain't keeping anybody else. You know, Julio Jones ain't gonna stick around. Mm-hmm. You know, we we ain't gonna have a th- number three. They're gonna, they're gonna be looking for him in training camp. Uh, you know, running backs. I think we're gonna go with Rashad White and yeah, maybe Vaughn. Okay, yeah. we're we're in, we're in rebuilding mode. <sighs> no, yeah. Whether so. whether we like it or not, yeah, I agree. You know, and I I don't think we're going to get a veteran quarterback. Well, you know, we'll probably get I don't know somebody like Bortles back or something like that. Ugh. But you know, some journeyman. But we're you know we're not going to get a, a Derek Carr or a Lamar yeah. Jackson or we just can't can't afford him. Yeah, and Derek Carr, you know, he went to the Saints. He's still under contract with the Raiders mm-hmm. and. So they were going to try to trade him, even though he's got a no trade clause in his contract. He can consent to one. Right. So he went to the Saints, kind of entertained them, and then told the Raiders he is not going to accept a trade to the Saints or anywhere else. And so now they had to cut him. Yeah. They're cutting him. So, and then I guess they'll take a hit from his contract on their cap. Yeah, and plus he th- that way he'll have control over where he goes. Yeah, more so, you know. And he probably don't want to give the Raiders anything for it, like in a probably trade. Not. They would be getting something in exchange. Right. Yeah. It's all it's all benefit to him to not mm-hmm. agree to a trade. It's a good idea. He had that trade clause in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did interview Todd Monken, right, for the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator position. Now, I had said I don't agree with bringing back coaches and players that you cut or fired, and I'd said Todd Monken got fired. He didn't get fired with us. His contract ran out, and we didn't pick it back up. Oh, so, okay. So that makes me feel better about it. But, uh, you know, I, I was we were talking about it, and I was like, did he call plays with us or not? I can't remember. Well, he was here with – Dirk Cutter. Mm -hmm. Cutter called plays offensively, and everybody gave him crap about it the whole time. And finally, in his last year, 2018, 2019, 2018, he he handed over reins to Todd Monken to do it. And, of course, everybody was complaining about Dirk Cutter uh, running on first down, which always seems to be what people complain about whenever you start doing bad 
during the season. It's weird. There's these, there's these weird things that people talk about, you know, running on first down, play action passing, <laughs> motion. Mm-hmm. You're like, what does that have? Stunts. Stunts, yeah, there was the whole stunts thing. Uh, but he handed play calling over to Monken and then took it back from him later in the season and then handed it back over to him mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So Todd Monken then goes to the Cleveland Browns the next year. Freddie Kitchens was there. Remember the Freddie mm-hmm. Kitchens experiment? Mm-hmm. He was there for one season. Well, Freddie Kitchens called offensive plays mm-hmm. there. So Todd Monken doesn't have hardly any experience calling offensive plays in the NFL. I didn't really didn't realize that. Maybe Todd Bowles will retain that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. <laughs> uh, but I didn't know this either. That Todd Monken comes from a huge coaching family. He's got like ten people in his family that are coaches. His brother is the coach at Army College wow. since 2013. Uh, most of them are college coaches, but okay. uh, yeah, he, he's come. He comes from a long line of professional coaches. So Todd Monken, you know that's. I could see him coming back. I don't know because he knows the owners, he knows the 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 area. You know, it's it's kind of a step up for him. You know, going from college to mm-hmm. offense, but it's not going to be financially. I mean, he's getting paid like three million dollars down there to be the coach of. You know, he's not going to make that much here. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're just going to end up getting us a, a warm body. Yeah, offensive coordinator. I agree. Spot. I agree. I'm not optimistic. You know what I was thinking though? What if Bruce Arians called offensive plays? What if he was offensive coordinator? <laughs> you know, he's he's there. He yeah. Why well, would he I likes mean, doing it? Yeah. I think he would prefer to do that than to be a the head coach. Less responsibility, and he just he likes calling plays. Yeah. You know, so. But I think it would be a weird dynamic yeah. between him and Todd Bowles. Yeah, Todd Bowles would not like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had talked about in the last episode Bruce Arians whether he was going to stay. He's still in the front office, and so um, he's preparing for the draft apparently. So he's he li- here. He likes that draft. Yeah, he had fun with it last year. Didn't really he pan didn't out. Go but... and party. <laughs> yeah. That's what he likes. <laughs> uh, the Bucks have re-signed Tom Moore. I know. That, that surprised, surprised the yeah, mess out of me. I was real surprised. I mean, I'm not disappointed. So, uh, between his experience and then his experience working with Tom Brady, I don't know what Tom Brady could have taught him, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean what Tom Moore could have taught Tom Brady? Yeah, no, what Tom Brady could have taught Tom Moore. Uh, um. I mean, we're coaching one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. How does that impact you as a coach? Right. I mean, I'm sure it does. Um, so I'm happy to see him back. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need it. Yes. I, I could see us going with Kyle Trask, which I wouldn't be upset about. You know, I wouldn't either, like, give him the opportunity. I'd rather do that than bring in, like, Josh McCown, who's now the – quarterback coach for the Panthers. Yeah. They hired Josh McCown. But, you know, when you bring in guys like that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown and everything, you, you're just like, are we even trying? <laughs> you know? You think so? Yes. And when, when, you, when you've got a young guy like a Trask, you never know what you got. But with 
Ryan Fitzpatrick's and Josh McCown's uh, yeah, and okay. Jacoby Brissett's and the you know what you got. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Johnson's. The Teddy Bridgewater. The Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. You are not going to get. I agree. Yeah. But then again, look at Geno Smith. So. Yeah. He sure did turn his career around. Good yeah. for him. I yeah. like to see it. Um, I thought you were talking about bringing them in as coaches. I'm like, I oh. like the move as a coach. But yeah. no, I would not want another journeyman quarterback which is hilarious because how many of those have we had oh, God, uh you know Fitzpatrick, just that you named Fitzpatrick. that they McCown, all the ones i named have been I, know. On our team. I know josh johnson uh, except Holly jacoby Day. Brissett. i saw somebody mention him coming to the oh, I'm God, like, oh God, stop no. it and sam darnold Ugh. which you know is he even oh oh I thought you were talking about Sam Bradford. I was like, God, isn't he retired like for like ten years? I think he's just parts in a jar. Right <laughs> I know. But you know, Metal. Uh, Todd Bowles was partly responsible for drafting Sam Darnold. No. Which, yes. What? He was the coach when they drafted Sam Darnold. How long is God football time? How long has <laughs> Sam Darnold been in the league? I thought like two years. Where have I been? I've been in a coma. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now, you got to show Google that, please. Okay. So I don't believe that. It doesn't give me confidence about Todd Bowles bringing in a quarterback or drafting one. Todd Bowles. No, Todd Bowles hasn't been at the Jets in like six years. He was he was drafted by the Jets in 2018. Okay, Todd, son of a he was. Yes, Todd, Bowles, Todd was Bowles, Bowles was the coach. They went four twelve that year. And that's when he got fired. And that's when he got fired. Oh, go to the bus, Keith. <laughs> Ralph. Um, right. son of a gun. No. <sighs> We're not going to get Sam Darnold. <clears throat> And people are talking about if we get, uh, oh, who was it? No, I can't remember, but we might get, uh, used to be the Cleveland quarterback, and then he went to Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. <laughs> yes. Which is funny. We have to eat some crow on that one because we we're like, oh, we wouldn't mind. When, before we knew Tom Brady was coming back, we were like, oh, we wouldn't mind getting Baker Mayfield. And then I don't remember watch, saying that. <laughs> I said, I know I said it. I have to eat crow I'm on this. I refuse to believe I said that. And, you know, watching him with Carolina, you're like, oh, no. But then he goes to the Rams and lights it up for a game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But you know how often does that happen? Oh, you know where the, yeah, where they're kind of looking for their shot and mm. they play the best game that they've ever played and then get a contract. Um who is that quarterback with the Packers? Flynn? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Oh god, where he had that, that one good yeah, game. Yeah, he had one good game. Was like hyped Duh. as like the free agent quarterback yeah. that year. Got a fat contract and I don't think started more than like three games <laughs> like, i could be wrong on that but yeah there's a whole long list of guys like that yeah man. yeah so brady has officially retired he sent the paperwork in uh don't know if he's going to sign with the patriots for a day and retire there we'll probably do that 
he, he might do it with the Bucks. Who knows? I doubt, I doubt it. it. I think at most he's not going to do it with either team, so he doesn't have to pick. But, I mean, he should do it with the he Patriots. He should do it with the Patriots. He should. Uh, the Texans interviewed Cliff Kingsbury for their offensive coordinator position, but they didn't ended up going with somebody else. Big which, dummies. Which really surprised me. Yeah. And But maybe like that guy, he's never had a head coaching position, so you know, didn't want a former head coach on his staff. Yeah. Because when there's someone else yes. right behind you who has the experience and maybe you're not doing so hot, mm-hmm. uh, that could give a little bit of incentive. Yeah, like with uh, Lovey Smith, mm-hmm. he got usurped by Dirk Cutter. Uh-huh, yeah. Did Dirk Cutter have head coaching experience before that? I don't think he did. No. No. Yeah, it's a shame what happened to him. I really like I know. I feel like he just got like so disenfranchised with yeah. the league. He, and it was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. He which is uh, a shame. He he was not head coach material. He he didn't have the management capabilities, you know, because that's really what you are when you're head coach as a people manager. And then he also had Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. <laughs> which nobody could seem to uh, work with Bruce Arians couldn't even get him under control. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like Cutter never really got a fair shake. Great, great, I mean, great he had offensive. Three years, right? Yeah, that's kind of. You couldn't do anything with James Winston. You know, you just. I mean, that's the nature of the league, though. Yeah. I mean, you got to work with what you got. Yeah, or get a new one. Yeah, we got a new one. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next year is going to be interesting. This whole off season. Now, everyone's kind of panicking about the number of free agents we have. We've tracked the free agents every for the last few years. And I'll tell you, this number of free agents, we have, I think, 26 per spot rack. That's not any more than what we've had in the past couple of years. Yeah. So and I'm not really concerned about the number of free agents. Yeah. I am concerned a little bit about the cap situation, but I do have faith that the front office can work with it as they have in the past. I think we probably are looking at more cuts than what we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, so that's going to be a little tough, but mm-hmm. the nature of being a Bucks fan. Yeah, yeah. The only free agent I'm really worried about retaining is Levante David. Rest mm-hmm. of them, eh, you know, It'd be nice to keep him, but yeah, Levante, man, he, he's got to retire a Buccaneer, and he still wants to play apparently. So keep him, keep him. Right, like if we don't sign him, and then what? You know, where's he gonna go? And he'll he'll get Carolina. picked up. I know that's what I think too. Like he'll get picked up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'd go to Carolina. <laughs> so, I, uh, you know. I'm not too worried about this off season. It's a, it's it's we're in that period where the other talking heads take over the guys who love the draft and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So, you know, we get to listen to them for the next few months. You know, but we don't know have a clue what our team is going to be like. Not a clue. So that's what this whole off season is going to be about: trying to figure out what the Buccaneers are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at uh, Ralph. Last year was the first 
year that you like pontificated on and someone you wanted in a draft that did not go turned out to be a disaster oh, yeah man. so i'm not gonna do it this year uh, you should do it this year i Just should i'm this. going to okay. screw it i'm gonna pick a player <laughs> see how horrible they turn so out you can get invested we'll be invested in yeah. the draft whereas we're not normally no nah. but we pick 19th it's, i know it's like way so late like, at night yeah. too i know <laughs> darn it <laughs> All right, you got anything else to say? I do not. We didn't say a whole lot about the Bucks today. It was just general talking. But got a lot, a lot of lots gonna happen this offseason, man. A lot, lot, lot. We got players that are gonna leave the team that people are gonna be sad about. We got uh, draft stuff coming up. Uh, we we don't know who is controlling mm-hmm. half of our team at this point. <laughs> The offensive coordinator position is completely, totally up in the air. And I don't think anybody's going to be happy when we do get the offensive coordinator. It's going to be some schmuck nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, everybody's going to scramble to try and find out about him. And then you're going to have half the people like, ooh, this sounds great. And the other half are going to be like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's going to start a war that <laughs> is going to last for years as long as he's here, probably. That's how it always works. Mm-hmm. You know, so who knows? Like, Who's the tight end coach from the Chargers? Does anybody ever heard of this guy? Know I haven't about even him? seen that yet. Yeah. And like, who are their tight ends? Does anyone know? <laughs> yeah, right. Why is he so like, special? There's your credentials right there. Right. That's funny. All right. I think that's about wrapping up for us. Okay. Nothing else? Nope. All right. Till next time. Go Bucks.